You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, pet parents. Welcome back for another great show of Best Bets for Pets. Now, this is a really interesting show. Have you ever wondered how that particular package of dog biscuits or little treats for your cat gets on the shelf? How you find out about all these new things coming out for your dogs and your cats and your fish and hamsters and whatever you have? Well, I've always wondered about that too. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You'll learn all about it. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce. Andy Damarai. He is the Senior VP of American Pet Products Association. Welcome, Andy. Oh, thanks for having me on. Myself and like a lot of listeners, pet parents have probably been the end user of a lot of different pet products, but American Pet Products Association actually helps to get the products to our hands. That's right. We're a trade association and our members are companies that manufacture and import pet products. Any kind of product that you would use for any animal that you keep as a pet. What we do is we provide programs and services for those companies. We have about 1,100 members and we offer things like research, import-export programs, insurance programs, But probably the biggest and most important thing we do is we put on Global Pet Expo, which is a trade show where the manufacturers get to show all the cool stuff that they have to all the stores in the U.S. and around the world that sell pet products. I love going to the Global Pet Expo. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? What does it entail putting on this the Global Pet Expo? Well, believe it or not, you know, it's it's only a three-day event and it takes the association basically about 14 months to pull the whole thing together. We have about 12,000 people that come into Orlando for the show and we have about a thousand companies showing thousands and thousands of products 
we actually have just determined that this year, companies are going to just introduce more than 3,000 products at the show. That's not counting all the other stuff that, that they're already showing. So, you know, we spend the whole year basically making sure that the manufacturers get what they need to show their product and making sure that, you know, everybody from Walmart and Costco and Petco and PetSmart on down to, you know, the local pet groomer or pet boutique know about the show and, and can get down to Orlando to see, you know, what's hot in the pet industry. Now, at GPE, also known as Global Pet Expo, there's a couple of unique types of, I guess, areas, so to speak. Then there are other pet shows. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about them? I'm talking about the new products area, the natural pets area. How did you come about deciding how to segment into those areas? The show has been growing pretty significantly over the last six or seven years. Just to give you a perspective, the exhibit hall is probably equivalent to about 15 football fields. So there's a lot of ground to cover. And what we found is, you know, there are a lot of buyers that come in looking for dog and cat products. And most of the exhibitors, you know, show those type of products. But there are a few specialty areas. We actually started with aquatic you know, fish stores and those type of places that sell tanks and live fish and stuff like that, they have very specific needs and they're looking for very specific exhibitors. So what we've done is we've taken the 100 aquatic exhibitors and put them all together so that when the aquatic stores come in, they can go right there and see everybody that they need to see. From there, we expanded into, you know, doing this, a similar kind of thing for boutique products, those high-end jewelry, clothing, bedding type of, uh, of products, because there are a lot of pet boutiques that, that are in business now. And we also, from there, expanded into natural products because, you know, so many consumers are looking for not only natural products for themselves, but natural products for their pets. And that's actually probably the biggest growing section of the show. That one area doubled in size from 2012 to 2013. So everybody wants natural products for their pets. Now, there's also a section, I think, for international. Yes. We have, out of the 1,000 exhibiting companies, about 150 of them are from outside the U.S., we give them the opportunity to exhibit all together in that international pavilion. Basically, we provide different services for them and, and different marketing for, you know, geared at the retailers that are looking for products from outside the U.S. So in that section, we have companies that make all different products. What differentiates them is that, you know, their main business is, is outside the U.S., and one of the things that I didn't mention before is about 25% of our stores and, and buyers come from outside of the U.S. We actually get people from 65 countries. So we have a lot of people coming from a lot of places looking not only for U.S. source products, but from stuff from other countries as well. And then the other thing that I think is pretty fascinating at the show is there's always a section where there's like a new product showcase. Yes, we have, it's called the New Product Showcase, and exhibitors could put in any product that they've released since the last show. We usually get about a 1,000 products in there in any given year, and it's broken up by category, so it's dog, cat, bird, small animal, fish. 
We also have a section for uh, for boutique products. And what happens is the buyers come through and they get a ballot and they actually get to vote for what they think is the best new product of the year. And then, you know, whichever products get the most votes are named the best new product of 2013. And, you know, we've actually had some pretty famous products that, that were chosen, you know, early on in, in the process as the best new product. The most recent one that people probably know is the Thunder Shirt, which people use, you know, to relieve stress for dogs. So, you know, the buyers that come to the show usually have a pretty good sense of, of what's the best product and which are going to be the hottest sellers over the next year. Now, we kind of dived into talking about the show, but the dates of the show, the show is usually held, what, third week in February? Yeah, it's somewhere either last week, third or last week, February or first week of March. This year, the show is February 20th through the 22nd, but it is only open to the trade. So, you know, unless you're a, someone who's exhibiting product or someone who has a store, you really can't attend. But you can hear a lot about it and learn a lot about it on Pet Life Radio. So oh, ab- that's something absolutely. interesting. <laughs> yeah, and there's tons of stuff that's released at that show, and we get great media coverage, not only from you guys, but from some other media. So I'm sure your listeners will be seeing stuff about the show over the next couple of months. Yes, and listeners, it's a great way to follow up on these sources and do some internet sleuthing so you can get first look at some of the really interesting, cool products that are out there. So, Andy, how long have you been attending the Global Pet Expo? Well, I've been working at the association since 1997, so I've been here for a long time. Okay, what I want to know, what are some of the products you've seen over the years that you just thought, what the, blah, you know? And then I want to know which exhibit or product you came across that was the most heartwarming. It doesn't have to be exactly one, maybe it's two or something like that. Well, you know, in terms of uh, crazy or, or wacky products, some of them, you know, were launched at the show and, you know, the companies uh, weren't in business much longer than that. Things like undergarments for birds or chickens, which, you know, is not uh, something that most chicken or, or bird owners would have. But there are other things that, you know, that we've come across that we've thought, boy, you know, that's something that, you know, we can't imagine, you know, would really take off. And some, you know, those things could be things like goggles, which are goggles for your dog. You know, who would ever think that, you know, that's something that people would want and they've been super successful over a really long period of time. So it just goes to show that, you know, one person thinks is is a good or bad idea doesn't necessarily always turn out to be what pet parents end up needing or or wanting for, for their pets. In terms of, you know, heartwarming, you know, there are a lot of manufacturers you know, who do things like, you know, give back certain percentages of proceeds to to shelters or, or animal charities. You know, we, we always love those. Anytime, you know, someone who's in business who, who can do good for pets is always something that, that we like. Yeah, when you were talking about giving back, one of the exhibits, and I always interview whoever they had, I even had their spokesperson on my show after the Global Pet Expo, Bill Jack, and they always sponsor America's Vets. So they always yes. have a you know American vet with his work dog, and that always just 
it always just gets to me. It's like, right. you know, because it uh, gets me in the heart. I'm like, oh, you know, and it's great talking to them because it gives people that listen to the show a perspective of what it's like to have a working dog, work with a working dog and, and some tips on how to behave around a working dog that mm-hmm. many people don't know. They'll tell their children, don't touch, and then they go ahead and try to pet the dog. So <laughs> it's just it's just a real good educational piece. And I, I don't know, the funniest, strangest... Well, I'll tell you, the creepiest thing I saw last year <laughs> was <laughs> caskets, coffins for your pets. I mean, I know urns, you know, I've seen those, but these are coffins for your pets. It's one of those things you never know what there's going to be a market for. And a lot of times, you know, stuff that one person may think doesn't really make a lot of sense ends up making a whole lot of sense to a lot of people. So I've learned after, you know, however many years I've been here, you know, you never know what the retailers and what the consumers are going to go for. Yeah, and I actually think the idea of a coffin for your pet is it's probably a good idea because there's, you know, you need closure when it, when an animal passes and if you want to do a little burial or what have you. So I could definitely see there being a market for it. It's just yeah. creepy cuz nobody wants to think about like, <laughs> that, you know. So just uh, Right. Now, another thing that I always find really interesting at the Global Pet Expo and I walk it and that's it's huge. It's really huge. But there's so many different kinds of animals and creatures at the show. I have questions asking about how they get those fish tanks in there. But I've seen <laughs> ferrets. There's a cat that does tricks. I've seen chickens. Of course, kittens. And Perina generally has puppies. Last year or the year before, I saw there was a puppy with um, two legs amazing how she was able Mm -hmm. to maneuver just you know not so many exotic beasts but so much of the other type you know and lots of ferrets more than i expected yeah and probably a lot more um, reptiles than you would think you know there are a lot of companies that sell products for for reptiles but you know they're not walking their lizards around on the floor or anything like that so once they're in the tanks you don't really see them as much a lot of companies bring in dogs and puppies and, and cats. No one, as far as I know, has ever brought in a chicken to show products for chickens, which we do have at the show. But you had mentioned the fish tanks. We have, I think, 200 tanks in that one aquatic area that we have. And it's all fish from the Florida Tropical Fish Farmers Association. It takes us three days to get all those tanks in filled, the water treated, and the fish in there before the show opens. So, you know, it looks really cool and pretty when you get there, but there's a super lot of work that goes into getting those tanks to look as as nice as they do. That's one of the most complex things that that we have to do for, for Global Pet Expo. I can imagine. And listeners, to give you an idea, if you've ever been to, you know, a sequarium, okay, it's not quite that big, but it's like a mini sequarium. There are, I don't know, how many tanks, 50, maybe more, all around. It's like your, it's called the aquatic lounge. Beautiful, all kinds of fish. And it's just, I always wondered, you know, how do they get them in there? There's just so many tanks and so many fish. Now, what happens when they break down? Is it another three-day experience? Part of what takes so long is because with a fish tank, the water has to be in the tank for a while and it has to be treated before the fish can go in. 
so that's really what adds the most time to the process. Once the show's over, you know, in some cases, the fish are sold to retailers who have not only tanks for sale, but also sell the fish. So the fish go off to the stores, and then it's just a matter of emptying the tanks and breaking them down. So getting them out only takes about two days, where it takes somewhere between three and four days to get them in. But they're worth it. They're gorgeous. Oh, it's one of my favorite favorite places to go during the show. It's it's really relaxing and really beautiful. They they do a great job with it. Yes, I actually had an interesting product that was at the show. It was um, something, the gentleman was from France, and it was a device that helped you to be able to talk to your fish. Oh, I missed that one. It's on there. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. So to make it more understandable, so my listeners can really feel they're getting a taste of the Global Pet Expo, what are some of the most peculiar things that you have had happen to you at the Global Pet Expo? Or, you know, funny, peculiar? Um, I think probably the most memorable thing was an escaped snake. And that actually happened last year, right before the show opened on Wednesday morning. One of the exhibitors who has, you know, who has snakes and reptiles came in and found that one of the snakes that he had left in in a tank when he left the night before was no longer in the tank. So we had an an all out search for a snake slithering around the, uh, you know, the show floor. And it's such a big area that you really had no idea, you know, where the snake could have ended up. And it took uh, probably about 50 people a good half hour before we found the snake and the exhibitor was able to come and and corral him and get him back into uh, where he was supposed to be. That's something that does not happen at your typical trade show. (laughs) How far did the snake get? It actually wasn't that far. He kind of uh, curled up in a spot just uh, maybe two aisles over. But, you know, we cast a wide net making sure that we didn't uh, we didn't lose him. Yeah, luckily you found him. We were waiting for that sort of random uh, ear-shattering scream from someone who would just, you know, wander upon him by accident. But fortunately, uh, one of our folks who was out looking found him before he found somebody else. Now, there's always a lot of celebrities also at the pet show. I know that Cesar Milan has been there before, Victoria Stowell, Rachel Ray has been there. Are there any other celebrities you've met during the years at the Global Pet Expo? Let's see. Uh, there were the ones that, that you mentioned. Jack Hanna has been there in the past. He's actually great uh, from the Columbus Zoo. You know, while you know, most of his stuff is with uh, zoo animals, he does um, you know, do things in, in the pet industry as well. You know, we've had some reality TV celebrities who've, who've come in. You know, this year we do know of, uh, of a couple of celebrities that are coming in with... Um, they're going to be spokespeople for some of the, the manufacturers, and we've been sworn to secrecy <laughs> because they're making a you know like a big announcement of the sponsorship. But we are going to have some pretty interesting celebrities at the show this year. Oh, that's something fun to look forward to. Yeah. Now the show this year, and as it is every year, has it always been held at the um, Orange County Convention Center in Orlando? The show used to move around. The show's actually been around for about 54 years. Started very small with 
like 50 exhibiting companies and a couple of hundred buyers. So it's expanded pretty significantly over time. And the show used to move from city to city. Um, What's happened now is we're actually one of the biggest trade shows in the country. And we're pretty limited into the number of facilities that can hold a show this big. And we found that Orlando not only can fit the show in like one big open space, but it's also a good city. It's easy to get to because of the theme parks. So there are lots of flights. There are lots of hotels and all different price ranges. And people also can, you know, have a little mini vacation after they're done working. You know, the show ends on Friday and, you know, you can stay Saturday and Sunday and do Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or any of the many parks that are down there. Or if you're from a cold weather place like I am, you know, just stay and sit out by the pool for a day or two and, you know, pretend that it's summer at the end of February. Some great suggestions. Many of the people listening or listeners will not be able to be at the show and also don't have access to the show. Where can they find out more about the show, like some of the exhibitors that are at the show, if they want to, from maybe reading about their information, contact, you know, and find out where their products are sold? We do offer an exhibitor list on the it's globalpetexpo.org. So people can go and they can see the floor plan. They can see who's exhibiting. And, you know, it's pretty easy to Google a company name now to see what kind of products they have. But once the show starts next Wednesday, we post a whole bunch of videos of what's going on at the show. So, you know, someone who's a pet parent who's just interested in the product and, and what kind of stuff is, is new or being introduced at this year's show, if, if you go to globalpetexpo.org starting on Wednesday the 20th, right there on, on the homepage, you can watch all of the videos and, you know, they're all like two, three minutes long and they give you a great sense of, of what's out there and, and what's going on at the show. Fantastic. Now, one last question. What if someone has a product and is interested in being an exhibitor at the Global Pet Expo? What would they do? At this point, because we're only a week away, it's too late to participate for for 2013. But we start taking information from potential exhibitors pretty much right after the show ends. So someone who has a product who's interested in getting into the industry can just go to the website again and there's plenty of information there about what you need to do in order to come to the show as as an exhibitor. And we'd love to have anybody out there who's making have products to come in and uh, join us at Global. Andy, thank you so much for being on Best Pets for Pets and telling all of my listeners, pet parents out there, more about the Global Pet Expo. It's been quite informative. Thanks for having me on. And I look forward to seeing you next week at the Global Pet Expo. All right. Bye-bye. For continuous coverage of Global Pet Expo 2013, log on to PetLifeRadio.com all week during the show. Also listen on your phones and mobile devices through TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes Radio, and Nokia Radio. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.